Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7 here on ESPN 1000. Hope that you're going to have a great Monday. Open phone lines for you, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. we got Greeny coming up at 10, followed by Carmen and Yurko from 12 to 2. Waddle and Sylvie from 2 to 6. Black and Abdallah, 6 to 8, right into the Freddie and Fitzsimmons show at 8, right here on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000. So CBS just now released their latest mock draft. I'm sure they factored in what Schefter was reporting with us, and he tweeted earlier this morning that the Bears are more than likely moving out of number one. Here is CBS's mock draft. They have the Colts coming up to get the pick, and the Colts will select Anthony Richardson, quarterback, Florida. And here's what their draft analyst says. Again, he just posted this a few minutes ago. I think Anthony Richardson is going to emphatically remove the lid from Lucas Oil Stadium at the NFL Scouting Combine. That will lead to the Colts taking a chance on him, given the hiring of former Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Steichen as their new head coach. Richardson has similarities to Jalen Hurts and has all-pro upside. And you, you read that to me because why? Did it tell me that I'm wrong about the no. Bryce Young being the best quarterback? Because or? there's 2 million people listening in their car that need to know that there's a new mock that has him going number one. All right, that same 2 million people are listening. Let me tell you something, that Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud will be the better quarterback than who you just read in Anthony Richardson. So that two, same 2 million people, I believe that Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud will be a better quarterback. The pedigree and the type of games that those guys played under pressure says a lot. Now, again, let me just tell you this. I'll reiterate, I'm not big on any of these quarterbacks as far as, wow, that guy's number one with a bullet. Right. Absolutely not. But at the same time, I'll tell you that playing Alabama and Georgia in meaningful games, or Alabama and Ohio State, meaningful games, um, Anthony Richardson, hmm, playing in Florida. Hmm. Wow, get Alex Brown on the phone. Holy smokes, you know, I'd like to watch you two tangle. You know Florida underachieved this year. They did. Big you time. saw them. Big time. Now, here's, But here's the thing that you're enamored with, and I think I am as well. The stats that you just gave, mm-hmm. the, the intangibles, the height and weight, 6'4". You can't teach that. Anthony Richardson, 6'4", 231. Runs a big-time 40-time, strong as an ox, probably has the strongest arm in the class, they're saying. They have Bryce Young going second to Houston. They have Jalen Carter off the board in front of the Bears going to Arizona at number three. They have Chicago getting Will Anderson Jr. edge, calling him serious Khalil Mack vibes. He has the trade. Bears get pick four for the one. Mm -hmm. Nicole selections in round two and four. And a 2024 first and third and a 2025 second. So as we talked about, so we talked about earlier, Cap, to our earlier conversation, mm-hmm. the Bears, if they trade out of one, they could still find their difference maker defensively, right? If they trade out of one, they can find a difference maker defensively, depending on how far down they go. Like you said, you just paint the scenario of four, right? Mm-hmm. What if Will Anderson is there at four, or Tyree Wilson is there as an edge at four? If if that's the deal. Bears could still be able to get what they're looking for. No question. And actually, you know what? We should just be able to just just paint this whole th- conversation this way. Look at how many holes there are on this depth chart. I mean, a blind man could be able to just hit a target in the first top ten of the draft and be able to fill a bill. 
You would Bill think. You would think. And the funny thing is, in the CBS mock, mm-hmm. they have uh, Will Levis going at pick five. Carolina comes up from eight to five. From Seattle. And so Will Levis goes to Carolina. They have the Lions taking Devon Witherspoon, who is a from Illinois, who is a big time corner, the mm-hmm. top corner in the draft. Quentin Johnston, who the Bears really like, reportedly, from TCU, going uh, to Las Vegas. Receiver. And then C.J. Stroud they have going to the Giants. I don't see the Giants doing that if they're giving Daniel Jones, as reported, a lengthy $45 million a year deal. There's no way they're taking a quarterback then on top of it. But Cap, what if he's the best on their board? Other than quarterback. (laughs) You can't pay, then you can't. Then you can't pay. Then you got to franchise tag Daniel Jones, right? And I think you would too, don't you? You want to see it again, don't you? I mean, seriously, like you don't have another one in the pipeline, and you saw what you saw with the Giants. Good season, nine seven and one. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got past a a fraudulent Vikings team. Mm-hmm. Now, can you do it again with Jones as a quarterback? I'd like to see it one more time. That's a Brian Dable question with a tag. Sorry, I mean it's a tough. Scenario: If you are the Giants, right? Do you you pay him? You sure? What you saw was worth was it forty five million? That's what it sounds year? like. But you can the way you could structure it, you can t- lessen the cap hit. Mm-hmm. If you tag him, that's all going on next year's cap. And if you're trying to take the next step, the one that oh. I find really intriguing is pick ten is owned by the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. They're taking Tyree Wilson, who some have, as the number one rush edge. They led the league in sacks. Yep. And they just keep adding talent. Yep. They were the 85 Bears, right? Until they weren't in the Super Bowl. Correct. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776. That was the talk all the way up to the Super Bowl, right? Watch out. That Eagles defense, like the 85 Bears, until there was no sacks. None. By the Eagles' defense. And the other one that I find interesting as it would affect the Chicago Bears, Devon Witherspoon, we said, is going six to the Lions, their corner. He's a stud. And the Lions still have another pick at 18, and they get Michael Mayer, the tight end out of Notre Dame, number one rated tight end in the draft. He's a beast. Yeah, I'm looking at the same thing you're looking at, and uh, we're getting your thoughts on it. Adam Schefter told us that uh, Ryan Poles... The most impactful person in the NFL offseason. Let's that is any one person that's going to impact this offseason any more than the Chicago Bears general manager, Ryan Pulse. Think about that. That's a mouthful, but it is true because he's got the number one pick and he's got the world by the balls with all of that money that he has. Correct. Through the, um, for cap space. I wonder how much of that cap space he will spend because we keep hearing from people who talk with the Bears that they are not going to use all of that cap space because they got to save it to sign Justin to an extension and they want to have room in the 24 offseason. So it'll be interesting to see how much of the 93 million or thereabouts they have, how much will he use on that? Well, I did ask you, by the way, when we looked at the wide receivers, would you roll the dice on some of those guys, those names I mentioned? It, didn't, it was not necessarily eye popping, the Juju Smith oh, yeah, correct. and. You're not going to overpay those guys unless there's somebody there you believe is a wide receiver one. That all looked like Claypool to me, Claypool-type talent to me. Correct. Jacoby Myers, Juju Smith-Schuster. 
Now, I want someone badly to connect with Fields at the wide receiver spot. Badly. More than Komet, more than Mooney. But what's out there? And then how much does that cost? 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Adam Schefter? Here's a man that holds the number one overall pick. Here's a man that has roughly $100 million in cap space. Here's a man that's going to be moving and shaking. And so right now is the start of a critical two months for the future of this Bears franchise. Kevin and Hinsdale with Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000. We talk Bears. Good morning, Kev. Morning. Just uh, had a quick question. Wanted to know when was the last time a quarterback that didn't dominate in the Power Five was drafted in the first round and his game translated to the NFL? I mean, I can't think of it. The best I can think of is Daniel Jones, and that took him four years and Brian Dable. So, yeah. I just don't see it. Yeah, I think that's. I'm trying to think. Well, well like Josh Allen popped to mind, but he didn't play Josh in the Power Allen Five, so it doesn't count. Quarterback, yeah, though. he's a Wyoming. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, I mean, I can't think of anybody. So, if you're not going to dominate, I mean, college football is college football. It's still, it's still a very competitive league. I mean, you know, if you're not dominating college football, what makes them think he's going to dominate in the pros? So let's trade Look at Mitch. So let's trade Fields, Kevin. No, keep fields. Are you crazy? Well, he's a t- that's a power five quarterback. He, yeah, from the <laughs> yeah, ultimate power five. Huh? He dominated, but what? fields dominated in college. Uh, dominated. Uh, he was very good. What about Patrick Mahomes? He had great stats. No question about it. You what, are correct. What about Patrick Mahomes? There were a lot of questions around him coming into the draft. I know a lot. I know it's Texas Tech, but that's still power five too, Kev. But then uh, Texas Tech is power five. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he didn't dominate. There were a lot. He was the forty. You know, I don't mean wins and losses. I mean his stats. For sure, his stats were eye popping. Correct, but yeah. he, there was a reason he was ranked forty second. Now, those people that do the rankings are looking at it, going, "Wow, we underestimated the Alex Smith, Andy Reid influence, and he's become top five of all time now." What was the cap? The double pistol, double gun offense for. Uh, uh, for for a Texas Tech, it's a gimmick offense that yeah. they ran, and I just remember watching these games. And, and I was watching his games and go over, over every game, over because it was some wild scores from the games that he was playing in the SEC. So you know that that I always thought would that ever translate into the NFL? And obviously, in the right system with Andy Reid, it's a marriage made in heaven, for sure. He landed in the per- if he was here. Come on now. If he was here, he would never, ever be what he is. Never. It's a clown with a bee on his head. That's what it would be. I, I, don't mean a, I don't mean a honey bee. I'm talking about a bear's cap. <laughs> and, just, and just get pounded because he had no offensive line in front of him. So when Mike Leach was at Texas Tech, they called it the air raid. The air raid, okay. The air raid. Yeah, so it's 312-332-3776 is our phone number. <laughs> Southside, Scott on ESPN 1000. Hey, Scott. Scott. Hey, guys. Hey, man, where are Scott, you? Scott, what are you doing, man? Sorry, I'm on a job site. I actually called up last week and told Shay that we need to get you out to the FanDuel Sportsbook to do a live session there because we're, we're tiling the place down are at you? Wrigleyville. So. Oh, let's yeah. so. Wait, wait, wait. In Wrigleyville? Yeah, the one at Wrigley Field. That's new, not uh, FanDuel. That's DraftKings. DraftKings, you're right. I'm sorry. I made a mistake, Cap. My bad, wow. buddy. You yeah, better we... get the signage right. <laughs> <laughs> we're just doing the tile, man. We don't have to worry about the sign. There you go. We were just there, Cap and I, and, and the rest of us at ESPN Chicago for a holiday party. We looked through the window at, at Lucky Strike, right, Cap, across the street. Correct. And so, like, that place, 
Man, you talk about revenue streams. That place is going to be amazing. And because of you, Scott, it's going to be amazing. Yes, it is. It is. It's, you know what? It's going to be because of all the hardworking union guys. No question. They, them guys don't get enough credit, and they deserve it. You're the man. So, so I wanted to talk a little Bears with you. You know, as a Bears fan, our optimism is what? That, that Houston comes up to two, then we could trade to four, then we could trade to nine. Right? That's what we want. And here's the thing. Someone's going to come up to get that number one pick from us. So Houston's going to have to be a little worried about that. They're going to have to think about that. Are they going to lose their guy? Are they not going to lose their guy? So I really think that this is a draft where Poles is going to have to pull some moves, you know, make guys think that, oh, yeah, we got this morning, with 12 and 18 teams are coming out if they want this pick. I think that this, the stakes are going to drive up, and I think that we're going to get what we need out of this deal. What do everybody else on the site feel? They feel the same way you do? That you, your coworkers? 100%. We're all Bears fans here. Everyone loves the Bears. We're a little split, though, you know. Fortunately, you got a Sox fan. Uh, you got some Sox fans down here, Tylen. You know, this, this Wrigley Field. So, I mean. <laughs> Don't be sticking any of those, like, White Sox hats in the cement down there behind the tiles, okay? Nah, you know what? It's, it's a Chicago monument, a landmark. We're doesn't matter what, what team you love. You, it's Chicago. We're going to do it either way. It doesn't matter if. You were a Cub fan working at Sox Stadium or vice versa. We, we take pride in what we do here in Chicago. Well, You're Scott, the best. We appreciate you. Scott, thank you. And make sure you spackle some uh, Billy Goat uh, pitchers right there you know in what? the foundation. You know what? <laughs> you remember that happened when they built the new Yankee Stadium? Yeah. The guy was a Red Sox fan, and he buried like a Red Sox jersey or whatever he did, yeah. a shirt. And they dug it up and got it out of there, and he got fired. <laughs> So it's going to yes. happen. All the tiles going to be dedicated to Steve Bartman. Ah, jeez. You know what? Three one two three three two ESPN three three two three seven seven six. Our phone number. If you're on hold, you will be on the air. Cap and I will take your phone calls. Adam Schefter says this about Ryan Poles: that there's any one person that's going to impact this offseason any more than the Chicago Bears general manager Ryan Poles. Do you believe him? Next on Cap and Jay Hood. Cap and Jay Hood are back, and you know this. Man, Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Captain Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7 here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Glad to have you in today. Good morning, Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Thanks so much for keeping the conversation going as we've been talking about the Bears. Adam Schefter was on with us at 835 because he broke the news this morning about uh, the Chicago Bears. The story is that the Bears are leaning towards trading the number one pick after being approached by multiple teams already. Schefter says this to us this morning. Here's a man that holds the number one overall pick. Here's a man that has roughly $100 million in cap space. Here's a man that's going to be moving and shaking. And so right now is the start of a critical two months for the future of this Bears franchise. That there's any one person that's going to impact this offseason any more than the Chicago Bears general manager, Ryan Pulse. Cap, that's what happens when you have uh, the number one pick. You hold the key to how the first round goes. And, by the way, even past that, as far as what you want to do in the draft. It's going to be interesting to see how Houston looks at things, how the, the Cardinals look at things. I'm, uh, and also uh, Indianapolis. What are they going to do? It's all affected by the Bears. Yeah, I don't. And Adam said, if the if someone met their price, they'd be willing to trade the pick this week. I completely agree with that. I just don't think anyone is going to meet an extremely high price without 
medicals, interviews, pro days. I just don't see that happening. Do you? I do not either. But I like to find out. I'm just, I'm really anxious. Like the longer anxious. it goes on, it's great for Bears fans, for yeah. us, what we do. Like, I don't want the trade to go down tomorrow morning. I want the trade, I want this to drag on for a few weeks and let the price keep going up. And I'd love to hear, oh my goodness, Bryce Young's Pro Day off the charts. Oh my goodness, Anthony Richardson, 6'4", 231, has rocketed to the top of the draft board and is being looked at like a pro bowler. That's what I'm hoping for. Three, like four dudes. Three one two three three two. ESPN is our phone number. Northside Eddie is on ESPN 1000 on Captain J Hood. Good morning, Eddie. Good morning, boys. So right off the bat, uh, Mahomes, Brady, and Aaron Rodgers—they were in perfect uh, um, situations when they came in the NFL. And I always said Patrick Mahomes should send four million to the Bears. Uh, front office for not drafting him because he wouldn't be where he is. All these guys came into situations with like pretty really good teams and it excelled them. Uh, next thing, how about this guy uh, Tanner McKee in late late rounds? Just pick him up. They said he's the quickest thinker in the draft. He's got a good build. Remember Josh Allen. And his college career only had 33 touchdowns in two years and came from a community college. They looked at him at his height, his build, as an NFL quarterback. And, you know, he's a pretty, he's a pretty good quarterback. What do you mean this a community college? A he played at Wyoming now. I know. But 33 touchdowns in his college career. Well, I mean, well, let's 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 find out from Thanks, jo- Eddie. Let's find out from Joey G and see what he thinks about all this on ESPN One Thousand. Joey, um, I totally disagree. You disagree with Eddie? Eddie, did you you hear what Joey's saying about what? Well, about uh, your uh, game uh, plan for the Bears. I like I like wait, I like wait, David Gaffwood's game plan for the Bears. Where we want to go and build this year and next year, Joey. What I don't, I'm want, saying I don't want to blow I'm, a lot of money all this year, and then we're stuck next year. No, my my main thing is trade the draft pick, draft that wide receiver stud from TCU, get him, and then even get another receiver. For, for, forget defense right now. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, no offense no. Quinn Johnston. is winning yeah. in the NFL. Well, look at the defense in the Super Bowl. You you have to have a decent defense. We plug it in with all the money we have. Go out and get some guys on defense. But if you haven't had an outstanding offense where you can put up 30, 40 points a game, that will bring you to the top because that's what's winning in the NFL right now. I'm simply taking the the best player on the board, period. We need need a wide receiver. Well, if he's not the highest-rated player and you leave an all-pro defender sitting on the board, that's dumb drafting, and I don't think Poles operates that way. What do you think of that, Joey G? Hold on a second, Eddie. What do you think of that, Joey G? Yeah, it's like, you know, Eddie's like, we don't need Jalen Carter. You know, yeah, I I agree with you, Cap, again. You're the man. You don't leave the number one defensive prospect on the board. Then then, then I think the whole draft is going to be a mess. 
Then I think Polls doesn't know what he's doing. Just And Polls has operated, and when he was on with us, I remember Hoodie asking him about drafting, and he said, I will not leave an all-pro guy on the board to take someone at another position that I don't have rated as highly. Mm-hmm. Period. Sauce Gardner, everyone went, taking a corner at number four Jets or five? He would go number one now. He was the defensive rookie of the year. So you've got, by the way, C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson announced they will throw at the Combine. Bryce Young said he will not, mm-hmm. nor will... Um, will Levis? Will he? Uh, will Levis will. Mm-hmm. So Will Levis will throw, Stroud will, and Richardson will. Bryce Young will wait to throw on his Alabama Pro Day, and then Jalen Carter will not work out. He will do the interviews and the medicals and wait for his Georgia Pro Day. All right, guys, we appreciate your telephone calls. And now uh, they leave a line open for you. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Northwest side, here's Paul on Cap'n J. Hood on ESPN 1000. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, guys. Love listening to you guys every morning. Appreciate you. I Thank just you. have I have two things. So, yes, uh, Paul does have a bit. He has big shoes to fill. I don't care about this year. I understand they want to trade back, let him do everything. I care about next year and the year after. Okay, we're big brain. We're big city. We're Bears fans through and through. We want every year. Uh, people always tell you guys. We only need a few people to make the playoffs. I don't want that. I want incremental steps. You know, Rome wasn't built in a you know in a year. I'll use that analogy. I just want them to take the steps necessary to build to build a franchise. Build around fields. I've seen games this year where fields. I, I see the passes. They'll be up, but they don't have they don't have the people. Don't waste all the money. Just focus, focus, just focus on big picture, and I'm, that's what I think, and that's what I think he's doing. Hey, Paul, I know you say that you don't care about this upcoming season. You'll be calling us in September for getting our head kicked in. You won't be but happy with that. I, but, <laughs> I, but that's the thing. How many people call every day and they say the same thing every day? Like uh, we, they repeat the same thing. I, I, I want my head kicked in. I know it's going to get kicked in. You do? I know where it's not going to get fixed. Yes. You're into that, yes. Huh? <laughs> I, I really do. Yes. Yes. Uh, we've, never had, we've never had a franchise quarterback. We've never had uh, a number one wide receiver. We've never had, we've always had top ten, top five defense. I want, I want to see uh, the Patty Mahomes. I, I see that in fields. I, I really do. But I know it's going to take time. All right, we appreciate your and telephone We appreciate call. your call. Um, and, and he also likes to get uh, scratched on his back, apparently. He does. Bitten. Mm, yes. I need you to do this for me. Kick my balls in. Yeah. Yes. Was billions? Um, <laughs> he says he wants to get his head kicked in. The Rams have also had trade talks regarding star cornerback Jalen Ramsey. He's 28 years of age. that interest you at all? Yes. Like a lot of these guys. However, are you ready for that? I don't think you are. I think the draft capital would be extremely high for a guy 28 with a lot of mileage on his body. A. B. He might go, I'm not going to a rebuilding team. That's a win-now move. Agreed. Which they are not. Right. No, I agree. He was 24. Different story. 28 turning 29 in October. 
If it's next offseason and you just won seven or eight games, then I'd consider it. That's a guy that maybe puts you over the top in a win-now situation. That's not what the Bears are. I don't think I would start selling my parts off for Jalen Ramsey. I wish I knew what the cap space was for the Bears after next season. I wish I knew. Correct. It's it's amazing. You get all this cap space, and then you see the free agents that are out there, and it's like... You know where Ramsey's rumored to be going, Cap? Where? Detroit. Oh. They got sure. two number ones and they get him? Sure. Holy jeez. Sure. When you're ready to go, you're ready to go. That is a win-now yeah. move. Yeah, absolutely. You take your hat off to what they've been able to build. It has been putrid for years. For years. Horrible. But now look at what they are right now. And again, I'm not saying I'm not crowning them and making them NFC North champions. Or I'm not saying they won the Super Bowl. What I'm saying is, is that you can see the, the arrows pouring up. They're going in the right direction. That's all a Lions fan wants. That's what you want for the Bears, though, too. And when you see an organization like the Lions do it, that's been the bleeps for decades, why not the Bears? Hey, what's that word you tried to bleep there? I can't say it on the radio. I'll say it. No, no. Crestwood, Nathan on ESPN 1000. Nathan. Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for taking my call. I was just in in Crestwood Saturday uh, at the theater to see uh, Cocaine Bear. Yeah, was that smashing hit or was it all right? Hey, well, you know what? With a couple of gummies, uh, that was not bad. <laughs> it, was a snow, it was a snow globe in your area, by the way. On uh, fr- It was Friday night. It was a snow globe. I'm like, hey, is, isn't Crestwood, did Crestwood know the snow was coming? Yeah, yeah, we, we usually know, but I guess we dropped the ball on that one. Closing down the bridge at 127th? My God, go ahead. <laughs> all right, well. Here's, I'll give you a quick little backdrop here. So, like, my first year as a little kid, like, watching the Bears was, like, 84 and going into 85. And then, you know, so there's that's my backdrop there, right? Okay. So I get to, like, 1999 is, like, the first year I really pay attention to the draft. And if you remember that draft, it's the early after draft, right? And every good, everybody got picked as as they were ordered to. Like, nobody went out of spot. So then I played Madden my whole life. So my process is messed up on draft. I need you guys to clarify like, what if the Bears just trade back out of the first round, just taking as many picks as you can? Like, are you guys okay with that and just get as many picks for the next year? And whoa, 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 wait, wait. Did you say yeah. get out of the first round? It's just an idea here. No, is, uh, no, no, no. I got to get – you win with great talent, obviously, but you got to have some stars. Yeah, and you don't get those normally outside of those generational guys, and I have a shot to get one. And you want me to move out of all of them? No. no chance. No, you stay in that first round, Nathan. Go down and get more picks if you care to, but you don't get out of the first round. All right, coming up, it's a two-horse race for worst weekends, including snorling. That's next. Cap and J-Hood, weekday mornings at 7. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Cap and J-Hood. Good morning, Chicago. Adam Schefter reported this morning on Twitter that the Bears are leaning towards trading the number one pick after being approached by multiple teams. The Blackhawks held Patrick came out of the lineup on Saturday in San Jose, but that did not stop them from picking up their fifth straight win, 4-3. to three. The Sports Network reported that Kane is likely to be traded to the New York Rangers. The Bulls completed a weekend sweep with a 102-82 victory over the Washington Wizards yesterday. Zach Levine felt the Patrick Beverly effect over the weekend, scoring 59 points in the two victories. And DeMar DeRozan led the scoring yesterday with 29 points. Damian Lillard became the second player this season to score 71 points in a single game last night with a 131-114 win over Houston. This is other news. With uh, more news on Damian Lillard, here's David Kaplan. David? 
Do you realize he was asked to take a standard urinalysis test yesterday? They randomly pick guys. No problem. Here's my urinalysis. He gets 71 points. They call him in before the press conference, before he went to speak. Yeah, put your arm out. We want a blood test now. He said it really knocked him for a loop because he does not like needles. He goes, I know I have tattoos. It's totally different. As a man who hates needles and has tattoos, it is totally different. They made him take a blood test. Draw now coming off the court. On Chicago's Home for Sports. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Swept by the Pirates. We can only ask or wonder that he is asking some departed relative for forgiveness for this atrocious performance. Falling in an outhouse? Or maybe a dose of instant karma. The evidence would lead me to believe that he did not break the plane before getting rid of the ball. And who knows what's going on inside that helmet. It's time to find out who had the worst weekend on Cap'n J-Hood. Time for Worst Weekends here on Chicago's Home for Sports ESPN 1000 with David Kaplan, John Hood with you. You know, you might have had a bad weekend. But there's several that had an even worse weekend. And with more, here's Shay Norling. Shay? Well, it's really a two-horse race today, Hoodie. It includes a guy who got got at the bar and me. Uh, I'll start with the guy who got got because I might need a little more time. All right. This guy, I was out on Saturday night with Tyler Aki, with Charlie Bevins, with Chris Black, and Chris Black's wonderful wife came out. It was my first time meeting her. She was great. Autumn. There was a guy at the bar who was with a girl, and they, they come over by our table. It's very clear that the girl's not super interested. So Tyler Rocky's girlfriend and Autumn Black are talking to this girl. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'm not super into this guy, she tells him. So what What does Chris Black's wife do? She starts interrogating this guy. Where are you from? What do you do? Every answer he's got, she's got a counterpoint about why he sucks. She's lighting oh him God. up for the sole reason that this girl can separate and go to somebody else in the bar. Wow. Just to get his attention and get him so riled up that this poor sucker has to have this girl leave him. Wow. Wow. Now, was Autumn right in that spot? Maybe she found out some tendencies grilling that guy. Well, Autumn's doing, I think, the job that she should do. She has insight. She has experience. Mm -hmm. She's got a successful relationship. She knows what makes a good marriage. Mm -hmm. I applaud what Autumn did. I do, too. She was running interference. It was great. It was very impressive to see. When I tell you she knocked the sails out of this guy, the wind out of this guy's sails, this poor sucker. And then he's stuck at the bar alone, starts getting on his phone, texting, and then just leaves. Yeah, that's all you Just can do. It's real quiet. Nobody yeah. wants to talk to him. Uh, his hair was ridiculous. So I, he had like uh, 80s movie outsiders, greased back, <laughs> looked like he was trying to be a greaser. Yeah. And I go to Chris. I go, is she going too far with this? Just like really going after this guy? He goes, Chris says, look at his hair. He deserves it. <laughs> well, uh, you can understand, right? You put that guy in a box now. A guy like me, I'm ready to answer every question. You put the spotlight on me, I got an answer for you. Keep going. I'm ready, right? And when I'm being defensive, I'd keep going. You got to keep, keep your cool. Absolutely. Right. 
uh, and I would be shooting questions at, at Autumn, going mm-hmm. back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. Having a meaningful conversation. But that guy wasn't ready for it. He wasn't ready for it. And so, rightfully so. Rightfully so. She did the right thing to make sure that this guy was on the up and up, and clearly he was not. As, as uh, Shea says, a greaser, as is what you said, with the, the hair. He had greaser hair and then like a puffy vest over a flannel. It doesn't work. You got to go all the way or none of it. Cap, you've, uh, have you had that look? Uh, I have not, but again. You ever seen how that dude dresses? Shane Norley? Yeah. Yes, I have. Who are you to be passing judgment how anybody wants to dress? Oh! I didn't say I said it. Chris said it. <laughs> have you seen Chris? Chris is well put together, man. I He's didn't got say Chris. He's I said nice you. Chris you? is the one that called out the hair. You're the one that just said he got to go all the way with the puffy vest and the this and that. Well, that's true. Listen, I go all the way bum. This guy's got to go all the way greaser. <laughs> it's nothing like going all the way bum. Let him do his thing. Let him be him. And if Autumn can expose the flaws in this potential relationship, God bless Autumn. Absolutely. All right, what's the, so that's one. Now, what's the other choice here for uh, Worst Weekends? Me, because I had Michigan State plus five and a half, and that's my team. Okay, now, let's, let's, un- let's unpack this because that was Saturday's game, Iowa and Michigan State. If you didn't watch this game on Saturday afternoon, with a minute 34 remaining, Michigan State 91, Iowa 78. I'm holding plus five and a half. 99.9% chance of winning that bet. Minute 29, Iowa makes a three. It's 91-81. Enter Fran McCaffrey freaking out and staring down an official while he receives a technical. But that's not enough because guess what? Iowa makes their next three consecutive threes. Mm -hmm. And it takes until the third one for Tom Izzo to wake up and call timeout. Then you have at the end of the game... Ten seconds left. Michigan State up three. Iowa's inbounding far side of the floor. Hoodie. Opposing team's got the ball. Ten seconds left. You're up three. Pop quiz. What do you do? What would you do in that spot, Cap? So Some I'm, say. Okay, so I've always believed you foul in that situation. Pop always. quiz. Hoodie, what do you do? Up three, ten seconds, far side of the floor, inbound. What do you do? Well, some say fouls. Some say just let the play what go on. What do you do? I think I foul. That's what I do. There are a lot of Hall of Fame coaches. I'm not talking about dudes that never made it or got fired after a year because they went 3-28. and 28. Mm-hmm. A lot of Hall of Fame coaches will tell you you do not foul. Right. That's okay. They're wrong. Well, that, They're okay. wrong. You foul. You foul, foul every time. You're up three. If you foul, they can only score two. Foul. And, and it makes no sense not to. I foul in that situation. Okay, but. Ken Pomeroy, who runs Ken Palm, which is one of the NCAA metrics. Yeah. He publishes perhaps the I'm looking at reading this article from USA Today, publishes perhaps the most popular statistical team rankings of college hoops. He analyzed more than three seasons of data and found defending instead of fouling might be a better strategy, although okay, there is go. not a huge difference because the team defending, worst-case scenario, is overtime. Two findings in, in his, two findings in his study say that teams make only 16% of their three-point attempts in late-game possessions review. That's fantastic. I don't care. Can I tell you, Ken Palm, you have to <laughs> analyze the context of the end of the game. Izzo, what are you doing? Your defense is not making switches. They aren't defending the perimeter. Iowa's just hit four straight threes. Why are you playing the odds? 
Foul. They can't hit a three if you foul. It's mathematically impossible. Two is not three. You're up three. Foul. It is the dumbest decision a coach can make at any level in sports. And he made it. And because of that, I won't watch this team again this year. It's an embarrassment. This whole season, he left four scholarships open to prove a point. Tom, you want to prove a point? Do a TED Talk. You don't need to run this team into the ground because you're sick of the transfer portal. Four open scollies then he's bitching about how his guys got to run 36 minutes that's your fault foul it's simple tom you're a wonderful guy greatest coach in school history but you're dumb foul it's that easy you slow the game down in that in that spot though cap that's the whole thing and, and plus iowa had the momentum as you saw in that game right correct had the momentum they were knocking down threes your defense would not switch i don't know understand why they would not switch in that situation. They they backpedaled and then, again, transitioned three after three for Iowa to get themselves back in the game. So in doing his analysis of data, not a guy who happened to have $100 on the game and went to school there, oh. Pomeroy said the most surprising thing was how many offensive rebounds occurred on the missed free throw costing teams games. They would make the first two free throws. They're down one. They missed the third intentionally, and it was almost 40% of the time they got the rebound. If they stick it back in, you lose the game. So, there you go. I just trust you as a as, – you wouldn't I have, would foul. Yeah. I was tra- – but, yes. again, the guy I worked for believed in fouling in that situation. Yep. So Make him earn it on the line because that's the whole thing, right? He said – We'll take the chance on the offensive rebound beating us. We'll take the chance. We're yep. going to foul. But there are, I'm telling you, Hall of Fame coaches will tell you that's a bad strategy. And if you just go by the analytics, they make 16% of the threes. They get almost 40% of the offensive rebounds on a missed free throw. The analytics tell you, by percentage, you should let them shoot the shot and not foul. I'm an analytics guy, but in this situation, they're wrong. Yeah, because you're emotionally invested. You had money on the game. It happened to DePaul two weeks ago. You're up three. You don't foul. They hit the three. You go to overtime. You lose. Okay. Flames were down three in the game against SIU yesterday, and and SIU had two fouls to give. They were going to let, and and by the way, it came down to an open look by Scoball for three. He missed it. But again, they they used their fouls. To slow the game down to say, okay, we're not going to let you get an open look. They actually did give Scoball open look. He just missed it. Right. So, Shea, it happened yesterday's game. He was doing, they did not put the guy on the line. And they won. I mean, it just, they, played the, they played the percentages. Had they just given worked. up four straight threes and couldn't switch a defender to save their lives? No, that did not happen. No. Yeah. It's the context of the moment. You've given up four consecutive threes because you cannot guard the perimeter. Foul. Captain J Hood cut of the day next on Chicago's Home for Sports. Welcome back to Captain J Hood Experience. Weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Captain J Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Time now, Cap, for the Captain J Hood cut of the day, brought to you by Chicago Cut. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. Cut it. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! 
This comes from Jake Hill from Jayville on Twitter. He's a Jacksonville fan who was at the game. He took a photo of this fan eating a baked potato that she took out of her pocket. A baked potato. Sweat all over her hands. <laughs> of all the snacks, right? Baked yeah. potato. That's a real woman. That's a real. She probably was wearing Carhartt. Yes. She's a real woman because she's wearing Carhartt. And eating a baked potato. Uh, eating a baked like potato. an apple. Eat it like a like a doggone apple. And usually you have to cut it and let the steam come out of it. That's right. But well, it was a, in her pocket for six hours. I don't think it was a big problem anymore. She's wow. a she's a real woman. I want her now. <laughs> she eats a big potato at a football game. I'm into her now, brother. And that is the Capinger Hood cut of the day. Brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. <laughs> Try the seafood platter for the table. Mm-hmm. It is insane. A little lobster, a little crab, some shrimp. It's amazing. A whole seafood platter? The bouquet. The seafood bouquet. Oh, that was called? Call <laughs> For real? Yes. Like it's flowers. like a two-level thing. It is insane. Got to check that out, as always. Got to check that out. Well, I'll tell you what. Adam Schefter uh, set the show on fire starting this morning. By saying that the Bears are open for business. Here's a man that holds the number one overall pick. Here's a man that has roughly $100 million in cap space. Here's a man that's going to be moving and shaking. And so right now is the start of a critical two months for the future of this Bears franchise. That there's any one person that's going to impact this offseason any more than the Chicago Bears general manager, Ryan Pulse. So there you have it. How about that? Pretty good. Yes, very by, good. By the way, we have a, a short amount of time here, but tomorrow hopefully we can get into a little bit more about uh, some of these rules changes we saw over the weekend uh, come to the fore for Major League Baseball. Crazy. I mean, is this, is this your baseball? I love it. Is this your king? I think Shay and I agree on this. It's rare, but it happens. I think the pitch clock is the best thing to happen to baseball in years. It's awesome. But that's fine. But as I told Theo when we had him on last week, will they adhere to this? Yeah, the clock is up in all these stadiums, right? Will they adhere to it? I want to see this past Memorial Day for the umpires, not in the shadow of two seconds, one second. All right, he's going to get in the windup in a second. No. Are you going to adhere to the time or not? From what we're hearing, yes, that they will be, those umpires will be docked, and that means. They won't get postseason assignments. You know what it looks like so far, too, is when the NFL puts new penalties in and they do the uh, point of emphasis. So it's incredibly strict the first four weeks of the season. It does feel like that's what they're doing in spring training, where they're going to be stricter with it now than they actually will, just to get everybody in the routine of doing it that way. We'll talk about this more tomorrow, but just my my first blush about this, Cap, I think you've known me for a while to know. I, I don't. If I'm going to a baseball game, I'm investing the time. I'm not trying to retrofit a baseball game into my time. I understand as an American League guy, I might be at a guaranteed rate for four hours. I understand that, and I'm okay with it because it's baseball. It should be leisurely. I should be able to block off the rest of my calendar. I'm like, oh, businessman special, 105. All right, I might not get out of there until 430, but it's okay because it's baseball. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I blocked off the time to watch this. It's not a movie. Yeah, like two hours, this thing's going to be over. No shot. Spaceball. Okay, so okay, you and I are older. Shay, do you think your generation goes, Oh, I'm into baseball now? I'm not sure they do. I don't, the thing is, like, I don't think you're going to get people who wouldn't watch baseball anyway, but people who have stopped watching because it was too much of a time commitment will come back to the game. Yeah, if you get a chance, go to Boston, Atlanta, uh, Braves, uh, Braves on Valley on Twitter. You guys see this from over the weekend. <laughs> Tied game, bases loaded, bottom of the ninth, full count ends on a pitch clock violation. Holy smokes. Love it.
Thank you so much for listening and calling and twitching and being part of the program here on Captain J. Hood. And don't forget, we will be live at the Combine Wednesday morning. As soon as this show ends tomorrow, we're heading to Indy. We'll have all the hot stuff and Ryan Poles, 7.30 Wednesday morning. Exclusive. Don't miss it. Thank you, Jay Moore. Thank you, Shay. Thanks, everybody. So long, everybody. Take that. From Chicago.